my god i didn't know they had this song all the way back then that's crazy <laughs> um <laughs> all right you wanna hop into this thing real quick yeah let's do it cool. let me know when we're uh when we're good to go we're good right now uh oh no <laughs> what's up guys i'm shavo and i am bootsy and welcome ladies and gentlemen to booze and boss fights so uh, kick back, grab your favorite drink, and come chill with us. But let's get right on into it. Today, we are going to be talking about Starfield and uh, what we like and what we dislike about the game. But first, first things first, we have mm. to crack open our beverages of choice. Mm -hmm. So, Shava, what are you drinking today? Well, my dear friend Bootsy, <laughs> today I am drinking a little beer from Wicked Weed. Of course, everyone knows Wicked Weed. Surprisingly, I've like not had a lot of beers from Wicked Weed. This one is uh, if if we'll get a little focus in on here for our video viewers. Uh, Wicked Weed, Dr. Dank, Apple or Pineapple Dream. Um, yeah, love me some fruity beers. And I love that artwork. I saw I like this. That label art's dope. It's yeah, it's fantastic. I like a lot of their 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 uh, their can art, uh, but I feel like that's just like an IP thing in general. But anyways. Uh, here, I'll let you introduce yours, and then we'll take a little sippy sip together, because uh, that's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm uh, I'm actually going back to my roots a little bit here, uh, going back to one of my favorite breweries and one of my favorite beers from one of my favorite breweries from back home, um, from the motherland, we might say. Um, drinking uh, Double Mosaic Dream by Other Half Brewing. I don't know if my camera's going to focus because I don't have one of those special <laughs> fancy pants cameras. Oh, definitely not. But um, <laughs> maybe we can maybe for the, the visual people, we can put some sort of like visual aid up there or something of the cam because it's yeah. not going to happen in this lighting. But yeah, we'll throw little, it up there. Maybe a little crack scene for you. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's going to sound real nice on the car speakers. It's gonna sound really nice when I put these up to my to my Bose sound system in the house. <laughs> uh, I do not have a fancy glass today, but that's okay. We're gonna do it the old-fashioned way out of a can. Maybe maybe we can get a better. There we go. So you kind of get an idea. Of oh what wow, the beer looks like in the glass. So I've I don't I've have been outdone glass. So you're stuck with a Brick City glass, which is another brewery from North Jersey. But uh, yeah, that yeah, looks other amazing. Other half is in. Uh, other half is in. Well, originated in Brooklyn, and uh, they now have a couple of satellite locations. I know they have one here in, uh, D in the D.C. area. So, All right, Sick. so you want to be cute and get a little sippy sip together? Yes. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Ooh. Yeah, that's nice. I like it. I'm not one of those people that can tell you all the notes and little little ingredients that i can pick up but if it tastes good then i like it so i like this one um i'll let you know how yeah, i like it at the end after i've been drinking on it for however long this podcast podcast goes on for yeah, yeah. um uh, first sip is always a nice one but gotta see how it kind of like levels out as time goes on right for sure uh well so today as as you know we're we're talking starfield um I, you know, with with us just going to, you know, we're going to go ahead and just jump right into it. I am curious to know your 
your kind of first experiences with the game. We've kind of talked about it a little bit, and especially over today as we've been organizing this episode, it's been starting to spill out, and then we've continuously been like, oh, like, <laughs> let's not talk about this yet, because we're literally about to make a podcast about it. Right, but, right. but now the, the time is finally here, Bootsy. What, like, you were... Whenever I even told you I started playing Starfield, you were like, oh, dude, I've been playing this. I'm it sounds like we've had different experiences with the game. I would love to know what your thoughts were when you first loaded up the game and got into this universe. So for sure, uh, if there's if there's one thing that I've always been a big fan of, it's always been the Bethesda titles. I was a huge fan of the Elder Scrolls series, still am. Uh, a huge fan of the Fallout series, including Fallout New Vegas, which obviously is not a Bethesda game, but still part of the the Fallout series. Yeah, Fallout still. 76, we won't talk about. <laughs> yeah. um, what what was that? Yeah. <laughs> but for the most part, like I've always been a fan of the like the Bethesda RPGs, and so when I found out that. You know, Starfield was releasing this year. I was super stoked on it. Uh, so much so to the point where I knew that my work schedule was not going to coincide with the game release. So I pre-ordered the game just so I could play it before I went back on shift. <laughs> so I was I was very, very excited for Starfield when uh, when it first came out. And when it came out, I was so happy with the game. Like, Everything from the music to the visuals to um, to me failing trying to play this game on a normal hard drive instead of a, a solid state. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I learned the hard way that I needed to play this on a solid state. But overall, like my my first couple of hours of that game were. I don't know, it was just pure joy, like I was so happy, like I was I was waiting like I would wake up on my days off earlier than I probably would if I was getting ready for work just so I could go downstairs and play Starfield. Yes. Oh, man. That is, dude, that's just the best feeling in general with video games. And it's like, I found as I get older, I experience that a lot less, um, except for like very specific video games. And, 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 a good example of these video games would be like games that can bring nostalgia back, um, which I think Starfield still falls into that category, right? Because it's a Bethesda game and it's a new IP from Bethesda. There's something about that new feeling. Bethesda launching a new game that like kind of brings back the whole midnight release for Skyrim or like yeah. um, if you go, you know, I use that as an example because Skyrim was the first Bethesda game that I jumped into personally. Uh, right. But so many of my friends, you know, Morrowind, Oblivion, uh, those kind of experiences. But uh, even games like and and we'll talk about this later. I don't want to like go too far into it, but like games like Alan Wake 2, that was like a, a super nostalgic thing, even though that's a brand new game uh, right. that it's like top of top of the line graphics like looks amazing it's 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 a very nostalgic thing for me to like sit down and play um oh yeah, yeah. And, and that was the, that was the same thing for me with like the excitement over the resident evil 4 release yeah the, the re-release like for me i was so excited when i found out that that was going to be coming out and it was like just counting down the days until the release so yeah, yeah I, I yeah that that feeling that 
you don't really get that feeling all too often when it comes to video games anymore. Unfortunately. No, that's you got to cherish it while, while it happens. But so if I can jump in when it comes to my first experience with Starfield, sure. I I wanted to have that feeling you had so bad. I was actually really excited. I was like I was at work watching videos of like content creators that had gotten their hands on a copy early and not showing off spoilers, but like showing off their like custom ships they were building. And me like I was watching it and I'm like, oh, my God, I I cannot wait to start playing this game. It's going to look amazing. I'm already a massive Mm -hmm. fan of Bethesda, uh, longtime player of like Star Citizen games like that. Uh, Mix those two together like that's a perfect game for me. I downloaded it. I started playing it and I had that feeling in my chest of like, oh, man, like here it goes. Like it begins now. (laughs) And I was waiting and waiting and waiting. And I just never got that feeling of like, oh, yes, it feels so good to be playing this. It was like it's that feeling when you're starting like when you're loading up the game and you're like, oh, man, this is taking way too long to load up. But it's like I went through like several chapters. I don't know if you'd call it chapters, but chapters of the game. And I kept right. that feeling of like, when is this when is the good feeling going to happen? And yeah, long story short, I didn't quite get there, but we'll uh, <laughs> we can <laughs> we can discuss other things about the game before. I, I guess we I give my like official like testament of the game because. I have a feeling with especially with how long you've played it and like up on the screen right now, there's like currently gameplay going of you playing it. Um, you put in a, a, like a lot of time into it and we're playing it on stream. Like, do you like would you have highlights of while you were playing it? Like, are, are there missions that stood out or Easter eggs that happen? Stuff that maybe I didn't experience that you kind of it, you kind of naturally stumble across it just through putting in the game time. So, <laughs> I don't know if it's necessary. It's not an Easter egg, but um, it can kind of go into a positive and a negative that once you start the Crimson Fleet quest line, mm-hmm. and for those of you that don't know, the Crimson Fleet are like the pirate faction of the game. They're the bad guys, basically. And um, if you start the quest line for the Crimson Fleet, you could just stop the quest line and just go do whatever you want. And then any mission that takes you to a Crimson Fleet base just becomes easy mode because they don't attack you. So you can just run right through an entire mission and, you know, they're like, oh, you have to go get this, like, you have to go get this thing at the end of this base. Right. And it's surrounded by Crimson Fleet guards. And you walk in and you're like, hi, Jim. Hi, Chris. And they're like, oh, hey, Bootsy, what's going on? You just walk right on in and you're like, hey, I need this base or I need this thing. And the guy at the end's like, well, this is mine. And you're like, I'll just pay you for it. He's like, okay. <laughs> and then he gives it to you, and that's the end of the mission. And we just waltz right on up. So I I, I almost um, – so I have, two, I have two different playthroughs that I did. I have one playthrough where I had a, a stream playthrough, which is the uh, video that you're seeing now. But there's – I also have, like, my own playthrough that I did offline. And – once I realized that that actually became like easy mode, then I started to kind of backtrack and 
align more with like the UC Navy instead of the Crimson Fleet. So that way I could have that kind of challenge again when I went back into those bases because it was just, I don't know, after a while it kind of got boring with just waltzing right on through, grabbing what you need and just leaving. Right. Um, But I liked a lot of like the smaller interactions when you would warp to another planet, Um, especially when you were in orbit above that planet sometimes you had little little things pop up where you'd run into grandma or you'd run into uh i forget what his name was he was uh the dude that sounds like ed sheeran when he sings i don't remember he's he's just he's like the he's on like a ship called the valentine or something like that and all he does is just sing and you just sit there and you just kind of take it in and there's little ambience and there's little those little things to kind of make the fit the world feel more alive. I, I like right. those little tiny interactions with uh, with all of those different characters, albeit whether it's on land or in space. So yeah, yeah for sure. Um, and and yeah, that being said, I I definitely discovered some of those. Um, I that's something I'm not going to be picky about because it's, things like that are as you progress through the game and and unlock more like of of the universe universe to explore um of course you're gonna like run into more stuff like that um and instead of like just the stuff you run into at the very beginning of the game so mm-hmm. um i can't be too critical of that as i did not put in that like mid tier slash end game time um but definitely towards the beginning like all of the stuff the stuff with um uh oh! What happened to Discord? I think we lost your camera. Uh oh! Uh oh! <laughs> Hold on! <laughs> Wait a minute! Here we'll Hold fix up. this. Hold up! Wait a minute! Um, something ain't right. <laughs> sorry, video viewers. Um, but yeah, like the stuff with the um the grandma that like invites you onto her ship and stuff. Um, that was, it, it like just being on a mission and being. For me, I like I get very tunnel visioned with um, with what I'm doing in game. So mm-hmm. I, you know, when I'm given a mission in the game, I'm flying to wherever I'm going. I'm doing that thing. But whenever I fly somewhere and I oops, and I the first thing I hear about is. Uh, grandma saying, hey, come over for a second, you know, like, uh, <laughs> It's like Hansel and Gretel. You're like, I'm not going in there. She's going to eat me. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, kind of. <laughs> but yes, no, it was. Oh, hello. That's my face. Oh, um, welcome back. It's uh, yeah, it's 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 little things like that. There we go. There's the there's the size that we need. Um, it's little things like that. <laughs> <laughs> Do we always find the right size? Though? Yeah, uh, it takes some time. But <laughs> we've now we're comfortable um yeah it's <laughs> it's it, it's cool to experience those things in game and it i uh, i love it because it shows the like the time and the care that the that the devs put into stuff like that you know um so yeah that i that i definitely love my my issue and man my my issues might not might not even be real issues right but that's that's what makes it my opinion is while i'm playing um while I'm playing, I'm I'm kind of only doing what I'm told to do, and then going going to do that, and then coming back, 
And I feel like while like I don't have that natural opportunity to explore like and I I know I might get some shit for this, but like the the feeling when you walk out of the cave in Skyrim and the whole world just opens up to you and you completely forget what you're even doing, like what you that the fact that you came from Helgen uh, uh, being attacked by a dragon after being a prisoner, like you forget everything. You're just like, right. oh, my God, this is amazing. And you see a mountain or a river and you just go straight there. And that's all you're like. That's all you're thinking about. You're so overwhelmed by like the beauty and the natural adventure that's put in front of you. And I feel like that didn't happen with me with Starfield, and that could just be a personal experience. That the the it way help I you just start on a moon. I mean, yeah, just on, a, on a desolate moon with like <laughs> a mining camp on there, and that's it. So. Right, and they're all like mad that you're leaving, and I'm like, bro, you're mad that I'm leaving this minimum wage job to go actually do something <laughs> worth it, like. Yeah, I like I understand the little introduction and and this that and the other and the, like I guess you could equate that to like the whole riding in on the cart to Helgen with Skyrim and I'm sorry the people that are like they're tired of hearing Skyrim references when it comes to comparing the Starfield and Skyrim but I feel like it's an easy thing well, I mean, to do it's basically space Skyrim. I mean, even even the same thing with with the Fallout series. I mean, when you walk out of the vault for the first time in Fallout 3 and you're just opened out to like this nuclear wasteland it it like and then the same thing like the world is your oyster now you're just in this you're in nuclear wasteland dc yes or even in fallout 4 you're just in nuclear wasteland boston or nuclear wasteland vegas just that overall first feeling when you walk out of the vault yeah when you hear the music playing and the vault animation is going and you're like you finally step outside and you're like holy shit i have so much to do in this game now oh because you're just thrown into it it's the that was the beauty of it it's amazing it's an amazing feeling and like and like specifically with like fallout 3 too like you step out of the vault you like look you look around and you're just like there's like everything is gone everything's Mm -hmm. gone and then you're you see like this the the dilapidated cityscape of dc and you're just like this is wild like this is such a a weird like i like you it makes you want to be there no you know maybe without uh losing your skin and becoming like getting radiation poisoning <laughs> but like it's it's one hey of those things skin. yeah dude you're just <laughs> yeah man I, but it's oh, it's so cool and and um i got a a little bit of the oh i would love to be there with with Starfield, but it was more like, um, like the spaceships and, um, landing at some of the, the different locations. Like, for example, this is one huge positives. And I, I guess with me saying that if, if you're ready to, we can maybe move into like listing some of the positives that we find, oh, we personally find about the down. game. Do it. One huge one, huge one. I love this moment actually, and luckily it, it actually was very early on in the game, so it was it was one of those things that kept me holding on it and and continue playing, um, which was um, a mission, and I can't, I don't remember the the, na- the name of the mission, so I apologize for that. But um, you go to um, some random outpost on some planet, and there is. It's being tormented by 
uh, a creature, and of course I can't remember the name of the creature either, but they're like these creatures that civilization was basically like destroyed by. And Oh, the Terramorphs? Yes, thank you. And all your, you're just simply told about the Terramorphs. You don't know anything about them, right? And for a split second, and, and as someone that is a such a baby when it comes to jump scares and horror games. I love horror games. I hate getting jump scared, but I love horror games. I don't know why I love the creepiness of it, but you land on that planet uh, or you land at, you land at that outpost outpost. And for me, I don't know if it, if it's different for other people, but it was nighttime. Uh, I was walking up to the, the outpost. There's like blood, there's like dead bodies. And then there's that one person that's left and she's like, Oh, it's out there. And, like, if you're going to kill it, I forget the exact dialogue, but, like, good luck, pretty much. And there's a moment where it's like you have to go turn on the turrets or the lights or whatever. And for a split second, there was that old school horror game vibe that I felt where I don't know what the I don't know what the the, the monster looks like. Right. Uh, classic like werewolf film uh what is it werewolf in london or whatever you, the whole movie you don't know what it looks like and then the split second you see a glimpse of it it scares the living shit out of you it, i did not know what to expect you hear it all of a sudden and then like you're looking for the the lights to turn on and you're like is it behind me is it outside and the whole encounter ended up not being like that difficult at all but it's that it's the silence and it's like the buildup and I, I enjoyed it so much to where I was like, I'm playing Starfield, but it feels like in this specific mission, I'm playing a horror game. And that was one of the coolest, like it, I don't know. It was one of the coolest experiences I had in the game while I was playing it. I don't, I don't know if that was like a similar experience you had, but um, yeah, it was fantastic. I um So I played through uh, the UC Navy quest line for one of my characters and I enjoyed it because I felt the it the whole UC Navy quest line is basically Starship Troopers of the video game. Right. Because those terramorphs are basically the same creatures from Starship Troopers and that's what you're doing. You're just your job is to just eliminate them. But the storyline, the quest line with with that was a lot of fun because again, you have that Starship Trooper vibe and Starship Troopers is a great movie. If right. you haven't seen it, go see it. <laughs> but um I think for me, I had that, I had that, um, when you walk out of the cave in Skyrim or come out of the vault in Fallout games, I had that vibe when you land at New Atlantis for the first time. Mm. When you land at New Atlantis for the first time and you just take everything in as to what all of New Atlantis has to, to offer, it, as long as you don't use like the fast travel system and you walk around, you can really walk around that city and be like, wow, they did a phenomenal job with it. Right. And, and then you find out, like, when you're on top of, like, when you're just walking around normally, you don't realize that there's actually more to the city because there's a whole undercity. Excuse me. There's a whole undercity as well. So there's a lot more to it. And I guess also coming from, because you and I both have played Star Citizen the worlds actually felt alive, which was a nice change of pace. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, with, and, and another nice thing that I liked about it was there was an option in the, there was a, an option in the game options that allowed you to choose how dense you wanted the populations to be in each city. 
depending on like if your computer could handle it. So if you if you had a very high end PC that could run this game without any issues, you can slap that bad boy all the way up to the top and you can have, you know, almost that feeling of New York City where you're just kind of walking bust the nuts <laughs> as we like to call it. So you know, I you kind of have yeah. that. Oh, you you didn't know about butts to nuts, or you didn't know about uh, I know about New butts to nuts. I won't oh. tell why. I won't say my experience with butts to nuts, but <laughs> I didn't I didn't know about the city in the game where it's there. It's that populated. Uh, I definitely did not get to that point on my graphic graphic settings. I don't have a low tier computer, but I definitely don't have like the highest tier computer. Yeah, they kind of the the basic setting I think is is based off. The setting is based off of whatever your whatever you make like your general settings to be, mm-hmm. and it'll just adjust it based off of that. But if you think your computer can hold more or less, it, it just it helps to make the cities feel more alive. Like there's actually people there as opposed to yeah, you know. And plus, there's like so much small little dialogue that's going on. You can hang out and listen to like a group of people talk for twenty minutes, and they have a whole dialogue. There's a whole story that goes along with them. Yeah, and. That's one thing that Bethesda's always done a great job with is their storytelling. Um, and I feel like you can kind of get an insight for certain people. Sometimes you might hear the same story as you go through a city, but you're going to hear that in any Bethesda game, right? Right. So, yeah. But the first time you do hear it, you might, if you're somebody who enjoys the lore of a game, Bethesda's always been good at that. There's always a plethora of lore for you to read regardless of of where you are in the game so yes yeah and that's just man that's just i feel like the magic of bethesda right there um especially even though like i think some people would definitely consider it a flaw of like the the repeat conversations and the repeat like npc uh dialogues that you know you're walking by them in a city uh but also without that we would have never gotten the the i used to be an adventurer like you until i took an arrow in right. the night, right exactly and and the nice thing too is that the dialogue changes based off of the decisions that you make throughout the game so some some guards or some people may treat you a certain way when you go into a specific city based off of choices that you made from a previous mission. So, you know, you, and you may actually lose certain dialogue options based off of the decisions that you make. So, I don't know. Bethesda's always done a great job with that, so I think that's a huge positive for me from from a, uh, you know, from a Starfield standpoint is, is yeah. just their, their storytelling in general. Right. The, yeah. the overarching story, we'll get to that. But the <laughs> but like the side. But as far as like learning the lore of different areas and hearing the little side stories that go on with characters, definitely, definitely something I always enjoy. I'm not one of those people that like to blow through a game and you know, okay, just play the storyline and I'm done. I right. will pick up, I'm one of those people that will pick up every single piece of information that I can and learn the story from the side as well as just, not just the main story. So, Yeah. Um, it, funny you say that. I was, uh, before the ofi- official like launch date of the game, I was uh, watching a, a streamer on Twitch talking about um, the story. He had he'd played it uh before everyone else and he like realistically he was like nowhere in the game yet but he he had beat the main main storyline um and he said to him for him personally he 
was not incredibly impressed with the 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 grab you part of the game the the part of the game that really like like holds your attention and you're like oh man what's happening to these people you know until he started a lot of the side quests um which was after he excuse me after he finished the 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 main storyline and that that was brought up in his chat because um someone asked the question of does like does it get better because they i guess they just weren't having a great time with it and he said get past the main story quest or just simply don't start the main story quest yet and start a side quest and just start going down that side quest and uh yeah he he said personally the game just like it felt like it opened up more to to where the characters uh started like he started feeling a, a more of a connection with the characters i guess um right and so i actually i actually started doing that after after i heard him talk about that i started the main story and then uh as i was going I, I remembered him talking about that and so i switched to oh i can't remember the name of the faction they wear like all orange um and uh Freestar? yeah yep they're Freestar i think collective i'm pretty sure um they're and, the ones that do like the ranger you have the ranger quest line where you can kind of be one of the free star rangers but their character oh, i think their flight it, suits are also orange um yes uh so i think i mixed up the flight suits but yeah it's like the guys that are basically like the sheriffs <laughs> or like uh yep. yeah you yep, start it by that. doing like the whole bank heist thing quest yeah um yep. yeah that's the free stars yeah i ended up actually having a lot of fun with that uh that was a great quest line yeah and then of course the reward at the end was like me not having like me not having uh i I guess it's been out for a while me not having another ship yet um i wasn't expecting that i was just playing the game just to play it and then they're basically just like hey look at this and i'm like oh what no way like like how cool is this um it might be an unpopular opinion but i think that ship is better than the mantis ship just overall size and firepower i think is just a better ship than what you get in the mantis mission so interesting yeah i that's that's one i i don't think i've done um well if if you get another ship from it yeah then i definitely haven't done it but um yeah that was that was a really fun thing to do and and like getting myself to stop for a second from the main story and and feeling actually that i was i was almost instantly grabbed by a more side story uh it was uh it was fun It, it was fun and it it made me not be so critical of the game for a little while. Um, and I, I wouldn't say I'm like an, <laughs> like an overly critical game player. Um, it's more just like, I feel like I fit into that category of gamers where whenever I drop money on a game and we'll forget about the fact that I played it on game pass for a second. But, um, when I drop money on a game, I, yeah, I, I, I want to, to have that level of entertainment for the the money that i spend and if it exceeds that then it's just it at that point it's just a great experience to me so right um so yeah i mean like for paying 15 dollars for game pass ultimate uh i i didn't lose anything right like i it, it was still a beautiful game for me um i still think it's really cool i could see myself returning to it um but if it's any constellation, I I uninstalled I you, it I for another game. There, constellation. Yeah, hey, hey, constellation. there you go. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I whenever whenever I 
was trying to install another game and it said hey you need some some space on your on your solid state i was like oh let me uninstall starfield and i hope i don't get crucified for saying that but um i mean it is what it is uh i don't have a stockpile of solid states and it was a hefty game on there you know so i i I took it off for now and and i mean i love the fact that it's everything's on game pass um so uh i'm sure i will return to it but yeah it's just uh it didn't it didn't hook me the way the way i i really wanted it to but um i i i didn't mean for it to happen like this but i can feel i feel myself drifting towards the negatives Uh, so before i don't want to (laughs) go off right i don't want to go off and have like uh, a 20 minute shava on a soapbox of of negatives about this game but like (laughs) as someone that seemed like they thoroughly enjoyed their time with the game like what I, i guess like what's the first things that jumped out to you or things where you're just like oh dude don't like don't ruin the game like this or like (laughs) things where you're just like oh man i would i would pay money to not have to do this right now um well first of all let me get like some of the other good things about the game sure yeah yeah we start jumping into the bad things so i would definitely say visually the game is absolutely beautiful um for sure even if you even if you run the game on on lower settings the game is still a beautiful game um a lot of the dialogue options or, or a lot of the the missions in general the side missions especially and the side quests, whether you were doing Crimson Fleet, UC Navy, uh, Freestar Collective, they were all great. I, I really enjoyed playing each of them. And like I said, we'll get to the main story later. But but for the most part, the side the side missions were great. I really, really enjoyed them. And they were missions that made me want to actually move on to the next part of the mission. Like, I remember playing the Freestar Collective missions... And I finished the last Free Star Collection mission or collective mission at like four in the morning. I played that. I played the entire mission like set all night because I was so hooked to the story and I wanted to know what happened next to the point where I finished and I was like, oh, it's got to be like one thirty in the morning. Right. And I looked at my phone and it was four. And I was like, <laughs> That's oh, awesome. I need to go to bed. <laughs> but um, I think. The the side quest storylines were great. I think a lot of the lore that was built into whether it was audio recordings or in any of the terminals, if you read anything that was in the terminals, I think the lore was really great. So you can kind of get a good idea of what happened at each little base that you went to. Um, and just the fact that it was something different. You know, you don't get... You, this is not, you know... We think of space. We don't think of a Bethesda product. So right. it, it's nice to it was nice to actually have something that was different than a Fallout, a new Fallout or a new Elder Scrolls. So it was a nice little change of pace. And another big thing that I personally am a big fan of is we had a lot of botched video games this year. A lot of games that came out and off the rip were absolutely garbage, unfinished. Um, unoptimized they were just poorly done so games were literally unplayable at launch Starfield despite its flaws was not one of those games sure you have Bethesda bugs those bugs exist in any sort of Bethesda game it just any bug that you take you're like oh it's a Bethesda game it's almost a positive at this point (laughs) yeah yeah exactly look 
I'm gonna shoot a I'm gonna shoot a rabbit in Skyrim and it's gonna shoot into space at like Mach seven. <laughs> Who I'm not mad see that? that I lost. Right, exactly. Oh, it, ru- so, it ruined my immersion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the fact that Starfield didn't have any issues at launch, and anybody can sit here and say like, oh, it's been under, it's been in production for you know X amount of years. It's been in production for over eight years at this point. It should come out perfectly. Yeah, it, that that should be the case no matter what, right? But unfortunately, that's not the norm anymore when it comes to video games. So the fact that the game might not have necessarily been perfect, but the fact that the game was actually playable on launch and it didn't have any launch issues, I think is a huge plus for me because, like I said, we really didn't have many of those. Like, one of the other big ones was Baldur's Gate 3 this year, which, I I mean, I, I have... I don't think we'd need a negative for that if we did a podcast on Baldur's Gate 3, but... Not for me, no. That, that was, uh, you know, when you when you look at those... When you look at the amount of games that kind of launched without a hitch this year, like there, there you can probably only count on one hand, especially from a AAA developer. So, um, so kudos to Bethesda for not botching this release. So, I will, uh, I will give them that as well. Yeah, I, um, I'm glad you said that. I, I just want to say a, a, a polite reminder to, any, to anyone listening. Um, you know what? I I don't want it to seem like I'm I'm like going super hard on Bethesda. Yes, I'm de- it's okay. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm definitely not going hard on Bethesda because I'm I'm I wouldn't call myself like a diehard fanboy, but I'm I mean, anytime there's a a, a Bethesda conference, that's like the one thing I'm looking forward to, like for the rest of my week. As soon as I you know, or as as soon as it's coming up, that's all I'm looking forward to. But I. Nowadays, I I do take for granted the amount of moving parts and pieces that it takes to make a game like this. And yeah, so like for for a game to come out like this and for it to have the level of smoothness smoothness that it that it did and does continue to have. Um, yeah, you know what? I I I'm gonna you give myself a little slap on the wrist here for for not taking that into consideration and listing that as a positive uh, because i i i think like you said where it's kind of like we're done with the days where it's like a game comes out perfect but like we're also done with the days where games are that simple like a game like this i i can't even begin to comprehend the level of of development and like the the level of skill needed in uh, how many how many moving parts and like I, I don't i just don't get it so you know what i'm gonna like I, I already gave myself the slap on the wrist if you want me to see myself physically harm myself more you're gonna have to subscribe to another uh kind of service but <laughs> I, I that's yeah that's all i'm gonna say about that is is I, I did take that uh for granted so uh yeah thank you for bringing that up and um also the fact of that i didn't even jump into a lot of the these stories that that you were talking about like the what, what were we saying the new star galactic is that uh um or what was the faction that you said you you were working on so there was there was the uc navy the free star uh free star collective free star collective and crimson crimson fleet crimson so. fleet gotcha yeah um which i know i i don't believe i did anything with the crimson fleet um that was a fun quest line yeah so i had a lot of fun with that one I couldn't stand the people, which makes sense. I mean, they're they're a bunch of <laughs> pirates. They're they're a bunch of assholes. But 
that's probably just in my nature. I just don't like assholes. Mm. Which is um, which is which is really strange because I'm one differ. of them. So. Oh, I think it's just from our experiences <laughs> together. Uh, the, oh, I oh. I was gonna ask you. You said you had a couple of playthroughs. I was gonna ask if you did like a uh, like a a bad guy playthrough or like something. Yes. You did. Okay. How did that yes. go? So that was my Crimson Fleet playthrough. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. It is so much fun. Uh, all right. All right. Let me let me preface this before we move forward. Okay. I am in no way mentally deranged in any way, shape, or form. Okay. But <laughs> before, but but saving but saving before you go into a nightclub and you shoot it up in in Starfield, it's absolutely it's hilarious. Do I censor look, that? When you, I don't know. I don't know if you. I don't know if we should. Look, we're, we're just gonna we're, the freedom. We'll the freedom. So like, I had a time where I was in. I was in the nightclub on Neon. Oh, that's another quest line. Is the Reunion quest line, which is also a lot of fun. Mm. But anyway, so going back to that. Uh, going back to the the shooting up nightclubs in Neon. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I went in. I went in there and I accidentally shot somebody in the nightclub and accidentally yeah okay actually okay so it wasn't it wasn't accidentally i hate it there was like one dude that was up dancing there's like that little center stage in the middle of the nightclub yeah. and this one dude's dancing in this like really weird looking alien costume and he's like come on it's a lot of fun and i was like shut the fuck up and i shot him and it just set off a whole chain of events everybody started running and panicking and it felt like the mm. it felt like the Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 airport scene. Oh, the where no I Russia was, or whatever it's called. Yes. So oh, no. everybody starts shooting me. I start I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm here. We may as well just roll into it. So I oh just I just fought for as long as I possibly could. I was actually in a call with um I was in a call with a couple of other people on Discord. I think it was like Bolt Cat, um, Irish shout out I had yeah and I and I had uh like one of those like the katana sword the wakazushi or whatever it's called Mm -hmm. and that's all I used and I just (laughs) ran around just slicing people up and I had so much fun I was crying laughing because like bodies were ragdolling all over the place and I I survived way longer than I should have um I eventually died but I had a lot of fun with those kind of things. Not, not um, without letting that guy who was having please, fun on a Friday night know <laughs> to stop that please, shit. Please don't put me in a padded cell. But uh, uh, but no, I, like the freedom, the freedom to be able to do those kind of things. Like, look, I know I'm not alone when it comes to like a game like GTA, where you're gonna walk into some place and or you're gonna you know throw a hooker out the car off a cliff right first, like, first I, thing i do i'm not right right so the second you load in you're like what you're can like, i do to the these hooker? people <laughs> yeah so there's you know there's always every one of you has that little instinct in the back of your head don't you can't you, you, don't you can't lie different. so there <laughs> but but just that like that freedom also to kind of do whatever you want and then afterwards you know you feel bad and you're like all right let me reload because now i owe like seven million Oh my! The bounty, you know, yeah. <laughs> so, so you reload and you move on and you just deal with that dude that's dancing. And he's like, "Well, come on, have a good time. Yeah. It's so much fun." And you're like, "Bro, in so, another life, you were gone." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but 
that freedom was that freedom was definitely nice. So, yeah. And I'm probably sure I'm pretty sure everybody's like I'm probably monitored by the FBI at this point. But that's all right. I mean, you know what? I think if if they're listening to you on some secret call right now, they probably were like, you know what, dude? I did the same thing. I saw that alien guy, and he, I'm frankly, sure there he, are people that have done it. He pissed me off. Yeah. So yeah, I used my government issue Glock and <laughs> <laughs> deleted him from the game. No. Uh, oh, there we go. Now we're both on a list, Bootsy. Um, Perfect. Well, at least we're uh, in it together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like just how we started. Um, <laughs> yeah. Now I. It's it's fun hearing your your kind of take on the game um, and. Funny enough, the more I hear it, it makes me want to go try to find experiences like this for myself. Um, and I have a feeling uh, people listening to this might act, probably might feel the same thing uh, as well. But um, yeah, I, I've always been, especially in like single and single player games, right? So uh, recently, I got back into a game called Days Gone. Um, I also play. Uh, I was going to say Left 4 Dead, but that's not it. State of Decay 2. <laughs> um, and then again, like Starfield, Skyrim, the Fallout franchise. And I personally, and maybe maybe this is the thing that gets me on the FBI watch list. I don't know. <laughs> I'm one of those people that if I'm playing a game like that by myself, I will put myself in the situation or in the shoes of the character that I'm playing. So it's like, I am this character and I am part of the UC Navy, and here is how I am going to act. And there's times where I'm actually by myself, and I actually am talking to myself while I'm playing the game. And I'm like, hello, fellow citizen, good to see you. And so <laughs> yeah. I, I've, because I've also been, I, I also play, I, I play a lot of D&D and, and stuff like that too. So the role-playing aspect kind of, I guess, comes out there too. So at the end of the day, a game is what you make it, but... Even if a game is still lacking content, you can still kind of make it fun with your own, you know. It's it's as fun as you decide to make it. So Right, yeah. And that's what at the end of the day. Yeah. It's it's a sandbox game and, and it's it's your sandbox to own and yeah, and uh Oh man. I I feel like I'm being sold on the game even though I'm I'm not gonna lie, I came in here like being like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm not going to be mean to the game. I'm, I mean, I'm oh, we haven't tell my gotten experience. to the negatives yet, so don't. Yeah, don't. I've only said I've only said one. Oh yeah, I've only said one. Um, but uh, I mean, you're make you're make you're giving me less, or you're taking my negatives away from me. You're or you're providing <laughs> me with positives uh, that that make me want to to play the game instead of never install it again. But um, well, let's let's talk about the things that'll make you never install it again. So. Yeah. Why don't you tell us what you think about uh, what were your negatives about the game? I, should I just go like hard and up front? Uh, oh, yeah. Hi there, Pico. Yeah. Also, yeah. <laughs> uh, Pico's his cat, by the way, in case you're wondering uh, if, if what what like he doesn't just have a bowl of Pico the Gallo like in front of him. No, like, oh, Pico. <laughs> no. I just had my cat try to uh, Connor McGregor, the, the microphone into my face. Nice. So, um, all right. First and foremost, in this, it's the the level of this has gone down, as you have talked about the positives. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I feel like, see, I don't know if I should say I felt like or if I still feel like. I'm still worried. I feel like, even with what you've told me, 
that the game is just kind of just still boring, man. It like I I think I, it, it's hard for me to say that. It's hard for me to say that because I can already I listening to what you've talked about. I can already say, well, it's not boring for this person. It was just it was so boring for me where I'm just like, OK, I ran to this person and it got to the point as I love Bethesda lore. I love I love the way they write their stories. I was like just skipping dialogue at a certain point. I just I, or I was wanting to rush through the dialogue as quick as possible. And. Uh, man, I, like I just feel like I just feel like one of those like loser people that like doesn't didn't try with the game i feel like i really did try with this game and i i like the dialogue was boring to me um sorry i just had my a ghost to turn off my light um it was a haunting i think so it's the it's the ghost (laughs) of all the the devs that worked on this game um that i i feel like i tried with this game i i really i really do and it was just the dialogue was boring um and I, I guess this moves more towards the main quest. So I don't. Is it like? Can I talk about the main quest a little bit? Like, Go is for that? It. It, yeah. Uh, no, it's not allowed. No. We're here to talk about Starfield, but you Get can't out. talk about the main quest. <laughs> You're yeah. gone. Um. Oh man, the main quest was just a snooze fest for me. The little, like, the bit that I did before I stopped and moved towards um the the other faction I was working on. It it was a snooze fest. Anytime I went yeah. back to like the the main like uh like the headquarters on New Atlantis or whatever and was talking to like the party of people that was doing this and that and like I'm like slowly winning them over. I'm like, dude, I, I don't even care what like I don't know. I just they weren't saying anything where I was like, Oh, like that was a useful take from that person and and uh yeah, I don't know. I felt more of that with 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 the the side quests, and um, right. it made me it, it it put a bad taste in my mouth that I think let affect most of the other gameplay. Like, or it affected the gameplay as it came to me, even if it, if it had nothing to do with that story. I was expecting most of the dialogue to have that level of dryness. Again, in my opinion, um, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, that, that that's 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 my biggest negative to start out with. I mean, I can nitpick from there, but that is my biggest and most broad negative to begin with. Is that I just thought it was boring. I just I, 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 that's the main reason why I uninstalled it. I can agree that the main story was the best thing to come out of the story. The main story was Andresia because I romanced her in like every single playthrough that I went through. Yeah. Sorry for all of you Sarah fans out there. Sorry for all of you Sam Co fans out there. And also, I mean, honestly, if I could, um, if I could romance Vasco, I 100% would. But as a result, you know, we can't <laughs> romance Vasco without mods. So, mm-hmm. so uh, Andresia it is. But aside from, <clears throat> and I have I have reasons for um, uh, not romancing Sarah. And uh, there are reasons that I won't mention because I'm afraid of certain people that are going to uh, watch this. So um, <laughs> I'll get into that with you off, off of this. But, I can't wait. Um, <laughs> no, actually, I can be honest about it. So the really awkward thing about Sarah is Sarah looks exactly, exactly 
like my cousin. So mm. that's like some sweet home Alabama shit. I'm not going for it. Andresia it is. Or Vasco. Or Vasco. <laughs> so. Um, so, but those were, th- that was like the best thing to come out of the, out of the storyline. The storyline itself was very. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, some sweet. Home, what did you say? Some sweet home some Alabama, sweet home Alabama shit. Yeah. <laughs> So I wasn't. I wasn't messing around with that. That's um, all right. <laughs> so, um, I, I I think the I think the story otherwise was just it was very bland, and it was also very repetitive, because in order to get to certain parts of the storyline, you had to do the same kind of mission over and over again to progress the storyline to get to an actual story mission that had not really much depth to it so um there were some really cool ones especially towards the end uh as you get closer to the end of the story uh when you have to make your choices at the end um i think there's some really cool aspects there but really there's not much to get once you get to that point or until you get to that point really right and and the fact that it's only a handful of missions i think really brings the main story down a lot of pegs for me so yeah I, I agree with you as well that the the main story itself was very lackluster yeah it, I, maybe i think it i let it affect me too much i don't know i i kind of feel like that's what i'm gathering from this uh again with 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 the positives that you listed and and how it kind of contrasted with my negatives but um one thing i will say about uh the the sarah character is that um yeah, you said she looked like your cousin. I thought she looked just like fucking Hillary Clinton, and like, well, what a coincidence! Because my cousin, <laughs> cousin no way. Uh, yes, yeah, it's Hillary Clinton. <laughs> That's I don't know. How'd you know? Yeah, this was just one giant um, political like campaign for Hillary yeah. Clinton. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this, no, I. Uh, it was dumb as soon as I thought of it, but I couldn't help it. As soon as I jumped into the game and I met her, I'm like Hillary Clinton. Uh, but hey, maybe Hillary Clinton is like has some like great 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 grandchildren that are just like some like galactic badasses. Um, uh, anyways, <laughs> no more done with political shit. Uh, that's, that was just my first thought, so I thought I'd throw it out there. Um, yeah, um, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of some other negatives. I, my first negative might have might have summed up most of most of my experience. Um, I, I think so. I think another negative, um, and this I think is not just me. I think it's a majority of people. The loading screens. That drove me absolutely crazy. To to and of course, like you wanna you wanna walk out of a building, loading screen. You wanna walk into your ship, loading screen. You wanna fast travel to another planet, loading screen. You wanna land on a planet, loading screen. So when you think about it, you have like five or six loading screens if you go if you go the the, the actual route that the game wants you to go. You have like five or six loading screens until you actually get to your location 
Yeah. And granted, you're on an SSD. It, it, you know, you're playing this game on an SSD. I promise you, if you're playing this game on a, on a normal hard drive, <laughs> God bless you, because I have no idea how you're doing it. But <laughs> playing this game, uh, please, like going like on a, <clears throat> excuse me, as far as like playing this game on an, on an SSD, like you're, your whole loading screen times are less, but you're still going through like six of them to get to your location. And that yeah. drove me crazy. Yeah. I'm, oh man, I'm so glad you said that. I, you're saying some things I completely forgot about, like that actually annoyed the shit out of me. And that was like, man, one, one of the biggest ones is just, is, is just walking up to your ship and right off the bat loading screen going, like going into your ship. I don't know why it annoys me so much. I think it's because it's loading screen followed by immediate loading screen if you're traveling somewhere. Like I'm I'm already going to get over the fact that the way the flying the ships in the game was was not like Star Citizen. And I think in that way I think I've just been spoiled by Star Citizen. Oh, agreed. I I'm with you on that, so. But to to have a, a loading uh, to yeah to, to have to load into climbing up the ladder into your ship like it's a separate level it, it's not I like I don't feel like it's enough detail in the ship to validate another loading screen then again I'm not a dev so I, I don't want to talk too much shit but uh, I can't help it like what knowing how much work goes into it or not it still annoyed me to have to do um, how, how many video games exist today? Where you can just get into your ship and there's no loading screen or your vehicle and there's no loading screen. You know, it's not just Star Citizen. Right. Because Star, obviously Star Citizen runs on its own engine. Mm-hmm. So you're not like for me, I can jump into my ship and I can run around and do whatever I want. But there's no loading screen. Right. But there's no loading screen anywhere. To me, it's like, why did you not take the time to study some other games and and really like I'll I'll take a game like uh I don't know I've been playing Ghost Recon Breakpoint right mm-hmm. why is there no loading like there's no loading screen to get into the truck yeah in, into a truck there's no loading screen to get into a helicopter in that game why is there a loading screen to get into your ship yeah you man. should just be able to open a hatch climb in and you're in your ship and, and I f- I feel like almost and and I could be wrong, but I almost feel like it was lazy laziness on the developer's part to not just add those extra couple of animations. It it definitely makes you wonder. And and here's a comparison that I feel like makes sense. And I, I I'm only gonna I'm I'm only gonna say this one more time, okay? And and the rest of the time, if 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 anyone listening to this doesn't doesn't realize I consider this into everything I say, it's it's on you at this point. I I understand I'm not a de- developer and I don't know how to make a video game. Okay, I understand that. Example of of a small fix that makes a world of difference in this situation is I forget the exact name of the mod, Open Mod Skyrim or whatever. First thing you do when you walk up to White Run, open the doors. There's no loading screen. And you're like, how did they do this? Right, and and there could be a game dev listing. They're like, you're such a dumbass right now because you don't even realize that it's made like this, and that's the reason why. Blah blah blah. I don't know, dude. But to ha- to have that seamless transition into just walking into your ship and then a loading screen going into space, whatever. But it 
Yeah, I mean, at a certain point, especially if you're trying to grind these missions, which I, I that's what I started doing. Like whenever I first started playing was I was just I was so tunnel visioned in the 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 direct like storyline that it was go to New Atlantis, talk to this person. OK, I'll go grab that or go kill this or go do this and right. then go to the, the spaceport, get in my ship, loading screen, loading screen, loading screen while I jump, loading screen, loading screen, loading screen. Go back, talk, talk, talk. Loading screen, like it. It hurts after a while. Uh, after a while, and you're just like, I like. It makes you wonder, like, did anyone think about this while making the game? And um, yeah. So uh, it. I I try not to like sound like an asshole whenever I'm critiquing it like that. But I mean, after after so much time, and I spent as someone that didn't finish the game, it getting old for me i can only imagine how old it got for and anyone else that played the game longer than me um yeah the huge gripe i'm so glad you brought that up yeah that that's probably one of my big ones um and then on top of that the uh the ghost the ghost or the ghost the um the outpost building uh the outpost building in general uh, as shavo morphs into a chair um the oh he's back okay uh the uh the outpost building the outpost building to me felt 100 percent useless like there yeah. was absolutely no reason for you to ever really build an outpost the only reason i ever built one was to hide contraband there until i was able to get my like commerce and social ability up to the point where i can get past security checkpoints so i can get into a city and sell right so like there really was no reason for outposts kind of like how i felt like in fallout there was really no reason to have any of these um any of these extra little settlements but i i if there was if there was more of a reason for me to own these outposts or for me to build these outposts i i feel like i would have been more inclined to build like the ultimate outpost but yeah you know it might be fun for some of the builders out there for some of the people who enjoy doing that i mean i know there's a bunch of channels out on youtube and and a bunch of people that stream it on twitch that play either fallout uh four or fallout 76 or now even starfield where people actually just their whole channel is based off of building these cool little bases and it's cool because, you know, you get to see there's a lot of creative people out there who can build these things. And you can add that also to the shipbuilding side of things. But at the end of the day, the base building itself really doesn't benefit much as far as I'm concerned. I feel like the shipbuilding is more important because you can outfit a ship the way you want. You can add more guns. You can add more storage if you want to run cargo and so on and add more shielded cargo if you want to run contraband so that makes more sense but the actual base building itself to me really almost was like just an addition because it was like yeah we've added it in the last two fallout games that we've done so we may as well do it here yeah and that's kind of what it felt like to me so yeah i i i think being able to build your own base is always going to be fun it having a purpose for it is always going to make it way more fun. Um, and just having it as a glorified storage crate or storage inventory, whatever, uh, that doesn't really cut it for me. Um, 
and luckily kind of hearing that already i did not even waste any time base building um funny enough i the the whole last part of the um the clip that's playing right now bootsy is is, is you building uh your outpost base uh whatever is going on um and it looks cool like it it actually it looked really cool um but yeah it's like it's like if you can't have that functionality into it then uh i i personally just can't help but ask why while i'm doing it like why am why am i building this um right or why am i like why am i taking the time to get like these materials to do this or um yeah i don't know so uh that i wasn't going to go into this with that being one of my negatives but it was something that could have been a positive if yeah it like i said if if it just brought that the, the functionality into it yeah agreed um if you don't mind, I'm going to go into another negative. I, I, go listen, for it. I have, I have, like you I said, I put in way I, more right time before, than me. Right before this video, too, I was like, you know, <laughs> I'm starting to see more of the negatives. Um, another, <clears throat> excuse me, another negative that I had noticed as well is not just, oh god, not not just the uh, the base building, but also the repetitiveness of every planet every planet they have you look at the solar system in this or the system in this game right like this entire universe that you're in and you see all these planets and you're like holy shit there are so many planets how am i even going to how am i even going to like visit all of these in a single playthrough you don't have to just go visit 10 of them and you've seen all of them because at this point like it becomes a lot of the a lot of those things become very repetitive you've played right. you go to a planet and you have copy and paste of the same facilities that you saw on the previous planet or you know of course they they tried to add the concept also from no man's sky where you can scan fauna and flora from that planet and and those and and you can catalog these things and learn more about them and which was cool but then when they're on out of the 100 something planets that exist in this game they exist on like 30 of them and you're like oh okay well i've seen this thing already and yep. you start to land on planets and you start to realize that repetitiveness and i almost wish they had less planets with more going on and there was more uniqueness to each planet as opposed to we're going to just pump out a bunch of planets but 10 to 15 percent of them are going to be the same you know yeah so it, it it uh when you land on a planet and you're like oh this reminds me of a planet i visited like three planets ago it's not it's not really great again i wish they kind of focused and, and of course some planets have some special missions some some planets have special side quests and unique little things that happen but for the most part a lot of these planets tend to just have the same facilities the same creatures the same plants the same you know elements that exist on that planet there's yeah. just a lot of similarities and and it, and it kind of that part of it also 
takes away from the exploration. It kind of gets boring after a while. Right. Uh, and I, I can, I didn't, I didn't get to that point while playing, but I can definitely, uh, kind of reimagine that from my time in no man's sky, nothing against no man's sky, but I mean, yeah, you, you see enough and you kind of seen them all at that point. And yes, nothing's going to be exactly like the other one, but, um, it def, it takes away that, the wanderlust, uh, of course, from like visiting your second planet or your third planet. But, um, yeah, yeah, it, I, I, I get that. And that's kind of a, a not great feeling to feel. And I, I, I would be lying if I didn't think that whenever this game was being, um, advertised and they were talking about all of the planets and I'm like, well, I know you didn't go through and individually, uh, design each planet down to like the the tree that's standing in this spot you know like so um yeah but i don't know i you know i kind of knew that going into it but yeah i could i, I definitely still see that as as a downside you the the wanderlust of, of these uh, of games like these it's it's a it's a strong part of the excitement of the game i feel like um so kind of losing it or kind of becoming dull if that makes sense yeah yeah and and i think not to not to keep bringing star citizen into this right but you look at star citizen doesn't have a lot of planets right you don't have a lot of planets you don't have a lot of moons but every planet and every moon is unique whether it's its atmosphere its weather system the way it looks its overall topography everything is everything is different depending on where you go there are no similarities really right and I think that was something. Now, of course, does does Star Citizen have the same system with a whole bunch of plant life and wildlife? No, no. And and the worlds are severely lacking in that regard. But at least the planets have their own individuality. You know, right. you could tell me like I want to go to I want to go to Walla, and I'm like that place sucks. Like it's just a snowy mountainous. <laughs> or uh, not, not Walla, Lyria. As it's yeah. a snowy, mountainous planet, it sucks. It's cold all the time. I always have the wrong spacesuit, and I die of hypotheria. But like, <laughs> yeah. in, but then when you go and you play something like, um, but when you play something like Starfield, sure, the planets feel alive, but there are too many planets that feel like they're the same. So yeah, yeah, and um, don't worry, those of you who uh, are fans of Star Citizen or are not fans of Star Citizen. Because I think Bootsy and I both have things to say. Yeah, it is coming. (laughs) We will have an episode on it. Uh, Those of you that know us already know. Like, if you know, you know. But those that don't know us, we have a history. We have a history with with Star Citizen. we've been to jail. Oh, We've been to jail. Yeah, Yeah, we've got uh, a, yeah, uh, I have three misdemeanors and one felony. It's still being disputed. (laughs) Um, Still trying to get my job at Target, but... um, or waiting for that. Anyways, long story short. Um, any any big any big negatives before we kind of head towards the back end of this thing? Um, no, I think I've kind of hit all of the the big ones at least for for myself. Um, I can go on for a very long time about the smaller negatives, like, but we'd be here for about three hours if that was the case. So, <laughs> hey, Patreon, um, uh, if you want to yeah, see the yeah, full three-hour exactly. podcast. <laughs> um, 
Who knows? We might do it at some point. I don't know. Um, might be. Um, sick. Um, I don't know, dude. I, I'll I'll say mine first because mine's gonna be shorter than than yours. Uh, uh, like other things, but it, the <laughs> my overall view of the game. Um, I think it's an impre- a very impressive game. I I feel like if someone said like it wasn't an impressive game or it wasn't like a new something that brought something new to the table. I would feel like they're lying because it's like, it is an incredible game. I've kind of just chalked it up to it's not for me. Um, And I mean, to be the boring guy, I guess like anything you don't like, it's just not for you. Everyone's going to like something you don't like, but um, yeah, I, I found it too boring and it, I I hate it because I I wanted to be so excited about this game. I really wanted to embrace this game. I wanted it to take over my life until I got as close to 100%ing it and then I would not play it for a long time and come back to it forgetting just enough of the fine details and play it again just like I do Skyrim. To this day, I still will make a new save in Skyrim because it's so nostalgic to me and I had such a good experience and whenever I walk past this NPC and they say something, I'm like, oh, fucking Jerry fucking saying the same shit he always does. Like, I, <laughs> I miss that stuff and I love that and um, yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. Um, overview summed up, I'm going to return to it. Maybe not soon. Um, maybe, um, when I'm in a more patient mindset to just have that full feeling of exploration and, mm-hmm. and maybe, maybe push out, uh, the, the pressure of, of getting back into that main story. Um, but yeah, all around the, my first impression was negative. Um, talking to Bootsy, uh, tonight, um, I, I was not going to go back and play it before I'll go back and play it now. I don't know if that. I don't know if that means anything and I'll, I'll give it, I'll give it a little rating uh, a little later after, after uh, you go, you go through your stuff. Okay. So I think overall, I've always been a fan of, of single player RPGs. So I'm also kind of biased in that regard where I really enjoy the single player aspect and I enjoy just kind of being able to none of my friends are online to play games like uh, Lethal Company. <clears throat> we'll get into that later. Um, <laughs> but, you know, none of my friends are around to play any multiplayer games that I'm used to normally playing. It's nice to just kind of kick back, put some music on and play something in a single player environment like Starfield. So, I personally believe in something that I've always been a strong believer in is that a single player experience or an art or any game that you play is what you make. And you can make an absolute shit game. One of the most fun experiences. If you know how to have fun with it, if you, if you can take that game and meld it into something that you enjoy, then hats off to you because a lot of people might think opposite, right? And I enjoy being able to be in a single-player environment by myself and kind of act like my own character. And occasionally I would do that on streams as well. Um, I I don't really just play a game, uh, a single-player game, just to play a single-player game. I I play because 
I want to be that character. I want to get into the mindset of that character, right? So I thoroughly enjoyed that part of the game. There's definitely a lot to be desired. Again, the main story kind of sucked. Um, I won't beat around the bush on that. Um, there, you know, the loading screen issues was a thing. Ship piloting was also another issue that I had. But overall, I think I still enjoyed the game. And it's something that I will probably go back to. Not yet. Just like any Bethesda game, I am a huge fan of modding my Bethesda games. So I am currently just waiting until mods come out. Better mods come out. All right. There are mods out there, but there aren't a lot of mods out there yet. So right now, as far as my Starfield experience is concerned, that is currently going back on the shelf for now until the modding scene really starts to come through, which they always do for Bethesda games. So I'm looking forward to what the future has for that to make the game an even more fun and enjoyable experience than I've already had in that game. And uh, I guess if you want, I can I can go first with a with a with a rating out of 10. Sure, let's do it. Cool with that. All right. So I would say as far as Starfield is concerned, I would give Starfield a 7.5 out of 10. Oh, Um, Oh. again, a lot to be desired with the main story. Uh, I personally enjoyed all the side quests. And again, I think another big boon to this game is going to be whatever the moderate or whatever the mod creators make. So very much looking forward to the future of Starfield and the Starfield modding community. And I will definitely be revisiting this game in the future. But for now, the game goes on the shelf. And I think with all of the issues that we've discussed and all the positives that we've discussed, I'd give it a 7.5 out of 10. Java? Nice. Wow. Um, it's that was less than what I thought. I which, I mean, I guess when you think about it, it's like if not like eight is still a, a good review. Nine, of course, is a great review. Um, I was I'm going six, six, six out of out of ten. Uh, underwhelming game for me. Still above average. Uh, it's it's really I mean, I feel like if I were to go fully into it, I would be repeating a lot of what you're saying is of of it's going to go on the shelf for me right now. Um, mods are going to be amazing i feel like the but as the community has always shined uh when it comes to to showing off their, their creative abilities to to improve but as the games um but yeah right now it's i don't think about it it's not a it's not a game where i'm i'm i i lose sleep because i didn't enjoy it it's just it didn't it didn't push itself into my life like I wanted it to as as absolutely as depressing as that sound. I, <laughs> I wanted it. I wanted it to be my next Skyrim. I knew it wasn't going to be my next Skyrim, um, but I wanted to I wanted it to be something new and special. And um, right now it's not right now. It's not. So I would love I would love for it to. Yeah, I would love for it to 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 change like in the, in the future. And I think, I think mods could help with that or just, um, 
allow me to experience it in a different way. Maybe that's what I need. But um, or as D- or DLCs, you know, it, it, that's another thing that sure. we haven't really taken into consideration. You know, Fallout Four was kind of just a mediocre storyline, but then Far Harbor and Nuka World were phenomenal DLCs. I do agree with that. I will. I will disagree with the uh, initial campaign. All right. That'll be the first, the the first disagreement of the podcast. Put on your fucking boxing glove. So that'll be, so that'll be, that'll be a good one. So I think Fallout 4 might be a good one for the future, but yes, you know, there's also the possibility of, of, we don't know what the DLCs for Starfield are going to hold. Yeah. If there are any, so for sure. Um, yeah, and I hope I hope I, I hope they don't just leave it at this. Um, and I don't think they will. I think there's still a ton of people that do truly adore Starfield and and the like the vanilla experience that they've they've had with it so far. Um, so yeah, I I can't wait. And and maybe I, who knows? You know, maybe it'll be another episode we do in the future of revisiting Starfield after mods or DLC or I don't know whatever you know whatever happens. Exactly. Um, cool. I mean. I guess you know we've we've talked about the game. Uh, we've we've rated it. I think you guys have a good understanding of how we feel about the game. Um, uh, I will go ahead and say, if you were paying attention to any of the gameplay that was going on, um, I know he can say it for himself, but I want to emphasize it as much as I can. Bootsy's a streamer, and he's an incredible streamer. Um, Bootsy, can you explain to these people? I'm I'm not signing off quite yet, but I would I would love for these people to know where they can continue watching gameplay provided by you. Sure. Um, so, as Javo said, I do stream on Twitch. Um, and it's going to be twitch.tv forward slash Bootsy 83191. If you need to hit that at half speed for you YouTube viewers, <laughs> you can go ahead and do that so you can actually get the numbers at the end of that. Um, and for those of you that are also on YouTube, we'll post that down in the description below. Absolutely. And also, um, a majority of my stuff is simulation-based, uh, so don't take just the Starfield stuff for granted. I do a lot of sim- more more in the simulation kind of world, but... A game like Starfield, I felt like I had to stream. I I love Bethesda as a whole. So those kind of games you will see me play from time to time as well. Um, And then also, although he doesn't stream as much, and he's probably going to yell at me after this for not plugging him in the first place. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Shavo also does stream as well. Uh, He is also on Twitch, and I will let him tell you where he can find you as well. Or Absolutely. You can find him as well. Uh, I am on Twitch over at twitch.tv forward slash Sir Shavacado or Sir Shavacado. Um, however you want to take that meme. Uh, but everyone calls me Shavo, including here and everywhere else. So you can just call me Shavo. But um, I, uh, I've been taking a bit of a hiatus. I'm coming back for good old Alan Wake 2. Uh, Long time fan of, of the original Alan Wake. So I had to come back during october and revisit that or visit not revisit that visit that for the first time we actually we I, we did play the first one uh before the second one came out but um yeah wanted to to play that and uh come back say what's up to the community my plan is to continue streaming uh but like all struggling streamers schedule is always an issue and and uh, the, yep. the motivation to do so um i think th- what makes this podcast different from uh something like being consistent with the stream is that um you have a a good friend to do it with so 
uh bootsy and i've been friends for uh a, a stupid long time now and uh we met through video games so it's like you know who better than through twitch actually through yes, twitch yeah. it's wild now we have three kids and uh <laughs> it's and, it's and we're almost on the verge of divorce it's crazy it's and insane jimmy's like on other... his junior year of college and struggling with a cocaine issue it's <laughs> wild we've had a wild ride bootsy but it has uh, been a wild <laughs> ride um <laughs> Uh, also, while we've got while we've got you here as well, um, I know that uh, during the course of this podcast, we were also drinking our said beers. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, so the beer that you were drinking, the Wicked Weed beer that you were drinking, uh, yeah. What were your what were your thoughts on it as the podcast went on? All right, so I actually just took my last sip of it, just finished it off here like two minutes ago, and it is like Starfield a six for me, I would say. Um, I did not hate it. Um, I would drink it again, but if it's between this and something else that looks better, I'm going to grab something else. Uh, it was great. Uh, um, I don't know. It, it's hard to describe my like palate towards, uh, IPAs and, and just different beers and in, in general. Um, because there's some there's some IPAs that are are super hoppy that I love, and there's some light beers that I I really enjoy too. So this was a, a really nice fruity beer. Um, it was it's a good beer to sit on for a while. Uh, it it's definitely not like a a, a, a drink it fast kind of beer because it's very it's got a good body to it that um, unfortunately kind of leaves a, a weird taste in your mouth if you oh, no. if you've been talking for a while without having some water, but. Uh, Anyways, I digress. It's it was it wasn't a bad beer, but um, uh, uh yeah, it wasn't the the greatest. <laughs> what what about you? <laughs> well, I'll give you um, let me I'll do something really quick before I go ahead and rate this beer. So give me one okay. second. Mm-hmm. What's he doing? Is that is that confetti? Oh, oh. Ooh, get you some of that. <laughs> it's not the only time that'll happen tonight. Uh, <laughs> man, that, we, including myself, I think the viewers are going to love that. The uh, uh, the beer <laughs> the ASMR. Beer cracking. Oh, it's so, great. If, uh, if, if the fact that I'm pouring a second one is any, um, is any inclination of, of oh. how I feel about this beer. Um, this is also, I, I might've also kind of, thrown myself into this and biased myself Hmm. by drinking a beer that I already genuinely enjoy. Um, Personally, and I think for anybody here that actually knows the craft beer industry as a whole, so quick little thing about me is I was really big into trading beer, and I had a huge beer Instagram before uh, during, like, the whole IPA craze and all that stuff, and and um, one thing that if you're in the craft beer community and you know, you know, who your go to breweries as far as IPAs are in the U.S. in general, other half is one of those breweries. Uh, other half will always be on that list. They're just consistently good. And Double Mosaic Dream is probably one of the best that they make, in my opinion. Uh, Mosaic Hops are one of my favorite. So... I might have actually like staged this rating a little bit more than <laughs> than you going out and buying a random one. So I should probably do that next. But uh, as far as Double Mosaic Dream, I am 
going to be unlike my Starfield review and give this beer a 9.5 out of 10. Whoo, that's awesome. I love it. And you know what? I I you know what? I I don't think you need to to specifically go buy new beers because I've never heard of that beer before unless you've mentioned it to me and I've just forgotten but um I've never heard of that beer before so hearing about these beers that are really good it makes me want to it makes me want to do some beer trading you know <laughs> um uh you can send me stuff from you. I've got plenty of goodies I can send to you. Yeah, I, I won't I won't I won't uh dox Bootsy, but I'm I'm I have a lot of breweries all around uh where I live uh in North Carolina and um they're all great and it's yeah, I it's one of those things. I've been wanting to do it for a while of of finding someone to to trade some beers with, but um as probably most of you know there's some interesting and fun laws when it comes to the shipment of alcohol. So, um, uh, luckily, I, like I send I, all of mine on a mule, uh, and they are delivered within uh, four months. By carrier pigeon. It's yes, crazy. they're dude jacked pigeons. It's crazy. Yeah, the biggest you've ever seen. It's huge. The other, the other thing too, though, was I do like the fact that you grabbed something that was random. Uh, so probably the next one that we do, I will pick something that I don't know. And it'll probably be something new, as long as it doesn't have um, one of the one of the hops that I'm allergic to. Uh, uh, there's a, there's a specific hop that I'm allergic to. Yeah, pretty much. It's basically what it does to me. <laughs> it tastes really um, good, but it really hurts. Strata, Strata, Strata is the hop, and I will break out in hives if I drink it. So um, as long as it doesn't have Strata, I will review it. Great to know. I will make sure to look that up. Uh, interesting, not so interesting fact about me. Uh, if it seems like I have a method to how I grab my beers, I don't. If the if the can looks cool, I'm grabbing it. Um, and that's what I, I did with this that, one. I don't think that's a bad method at all. Yeah, I. Funny enough, I hear of tons of people that do similar things uh, to yeah, that. Yeah, looks so. cool. May as well grab it. Um, yeah, this one this one looked awesome. But anyways, uh, we could talk about beer all day, and maybe we should just start a separate podcast for that. But. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, any anything else you want to say to the the nice people of whoever and wherever this is being listened to? Uh no. Uh, thank you all so much for tuning in and listening to us this evening and listen to us ramble on about Starfield and beer and uh, our past felonies. Um, but <laughs> yeah. seriously, thank you guys so much for for listening to us. Uh, I know this is our first one, so please any constructive criticism that you guys have uh in regards to this podcast any way that we can make this better any way that we can make this worse uh let us know we'll please uh, by we'll do them both <laughs> it doesn't matter um but uh but yeah i'd say other than that uh appreciate you all being here and listening in absolutely what do you say let's get out of here let's do it all right see you guys cheers <laughs>